1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. We're spending a lot of time on this program today talking about money and the impact that uh, that these times today, the coronavirus era, this pandemic has had on our personal finances. We talked with Debbie Dejanovic in the segment before the break, there about a fascinating new move by Hobby Lobby, right? Unprompted by Congress, unprompted uh, by new law, Hobby Lobby has increased uh, the their own personal, uh, private minimum wage. They have made it known that they will uh, they will pay no less than seventeen dollars per hour to Hobby Lobby employees. That comes. Uh, right in the middle of a debate over minimum wage. Right now, federally, I think it stands at is it about 7 dollars is the federal minimum wage, and there are uh, both those calling for an increase to $15 an hour and also companies that are responding to that call by offering $15. I think Target is the latest to, to jump to $15. they are working on formalizing that uh, company-wide. And then today we learned that $17, $17 an hour, the new High watermark uh, set by Hobby Lobby. Interesting stuff. And we're going to continue that conversation now, uh, looking at uh, some of the challenges uh, faced. I'm joined by DMBA certified financial planner uh, Shane Stewart. Shane, last time we spoke, I promised you I'd have a little bit of intro music for you. And I'll tell you what, we have delivered. Here comes the money. Here we go. NBA. How about that? Was that pretty good?
2: I'm honored. That was great. That was very good hype.
1: <laughs> that, was my, that was my monster truck announcer voice. Uh, it's the first right, time I've right. taken it for a test drive here. Uh, b- before we jump into this conversation, and we're going to talk about those uh, Americans who have uh, dipped into their retirement savings or who have opted to contribute less, uh, to their retirement savings or halt contributions altogether. Let me just ask you, as you go about your uh, day-to-day work, w- what are some of the most common issues that you are facing right now as clients come to you and look for advice?
2: Yeah, I think one of the, one of the main issues is it, some have either lost their job or they have a fear that they'll lose their job or, or hours will be reduced or those types of things. We've been fortunate within our system that many are still employed, but uh, some read the writing on the wall and worry that a recession could sink further. A lot of it depends on what happens this this fall and winter with something like the COVID-19. But, uh, yeah, there's some fears out there. There's people, people worrying about their day-to-day, month-to-month making the bills.
1: What advice do you give them?
2: Well, I, I think one of the things that we – we really hope that people have, and it's not always true. In fact, the the statistics bear out that most people don't have this, but we hope that someone has taken our advice well in advance and put away something for savings, something for an emergency. And unfortunately, most many people don't do that. It's, uh, it's something that we, we harp on on a regular basis, that, that you need to have a savings account for emergencies, when these emergencies materialize, that's when they come in handy. So I would say this to, to people who don't have those fears, they need to take note of that and make sure that they're putting a little something each paycheck away in a savings account for emergencies, because that can happen to anyone. To those that are that are experiencing that, they have to start prioritizing and finding out, okay, what are the expenses that we could cut temporarily to make the ends meet? And the and, as a financial professional, I can't make that decision. It's personal. They've got to make that on their own, but they really do have to cut back and find ways to make do.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I have found myself uh, or been caught flat-footed in the past before, and I really only ever felt comfort when I was able to uh, really dial back lifestyle choices. Really dial back the vacations. Dial back all these things so that I could find a little bit of money uh, in my own income to to save and put it aside. And it's a challenging thing. It's tr- it took me years uh, and years and years to get uh, over like those. I don't know, just the pressures to buy stuff and go places and you know keep up yeah. with uh, you know Mister and Mrs. Jones. Um, so the, the reason the reason I have you on the on the line here today, yesterday, as uh, producer Amy and I sat down to plan for. Today's program, we stumbled into uh, a finding uh, which shows that nearly three in ten Americans have decreased or stopped their retirement savings due to the economic fallout of COVID 19. Uh, also, included in that uh, is a, a number of people who have not only decreased or halted money going into their retirement savings, uh, but they have. Uh, you know in some cases uh decided to bite the bullet, reach into those savings and use them to keep themselves afloat today. My question when I saw that was you know if you're if you're in that type of situation if if your back is up against the wall, if you are having uh troubles you know keeping the roof over your head, keeping you know food on the shelves, and keeping the repo man from taking the car away uh you you're probably going to have to make a tough decision. And of these types of tough decisions, m- my question to you is, which is the least damaging to us?
2: Yeah, the, the, um, the government has even made some concessions to allow people to access 401Ks without the penalty for early withdrawal. And even the consequent taxes are spread out over the next three years. So they've made that a little easier, knowing that that may be necessary for some people. But I would use that as a last resort. Because what you're doing is you're stealing that money from future self. Uh, current self has the need, but future self has the need as well. It's just not immediate. So I would take other actions like, if possible, trying to cut back as much as possible on any expenses, other things like that. That's not very comfortable and, and sometimes not possible. Sometimes people are already living uh, as minimally as they can. And so that is... a. An option to take money out of the out of a retirement uh, plan, but I would make it my last option if I've exhausted everything else, including ways to uh, have family members help. And if that doesn't work, then yeah, th- th- that's the last option, just to use retirement money.
1: It it is difficult. You talk about uh, you know reaching out to family members. And that, for, for some, you know, due to pride or due to whatever, uh, can be you know, sometimes the, the most difficult phone call to, to make. But uh, it is, as you put it, and I believe uh, preferable to you know, reaching into uh, your retirement and punishing your own future self. Now, we've talked a bit about and I have in my own life tried to uh, deal with the, the money I already have coming in. Uh, and try to you know spend less. Uh, bringing in more is is also a remedy to this situation. Do you see uh, do you see a lot of folks picking up uh, part time jobs if they're available, or is there is there much of uh, much looking to, to to increase income?
2: Oh, absolutely, and especially before COVID nineteen, there are a lot of folks picking up a side so called gig job. You know, something to bring in a little extra income. Um, I, I know folks who were harvesting limes i don't know if you know what that means but they're out picking up those lime scooters oh yeah at night making a little extra money uh teaching online i mean there are just sort of several things that people have been doing to make that extra money and of course you're right it's always helpful to bring the bottom line up and to bring the income side up what i found however is if, if people don't also address their spending habits on the outflow side it won't matter what they make and so It's not only extremely helpful to, yeah, pick up some some gig jobs, especially, like I said, before COVID-19, they were more prevalent, uh, but also focus on what it is you spend and maybe have a little more control over that spending. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, very good, uh, Shane Stewart. Thank you so much for your insight here. Uh, it just it kills me uh, because I've I've felt the strain before, and I have in the back of my mind thought, oh, you know what? There is a there's a little pot of money there in the 401k pot. Uh, maybe I just reach in, take a little bit, a little bit, and uh, that'll be yeah. fine. Uh, But that's, I know, a slippery slope, and it can, as you put it very well, uh, it might be helpful for uh, today's you, but tomorrow's you is uh, quite literally going to to pay the price there. So if at all possible, if at all possible, my advice, uh, and I'm sure you'd echo this, is is just don't do that. If you don't have to, if you are not absolutely up against the wall with every other option available to you, exhausted, uh, don't reach in and grab that. Uh, don't, don't do Amen. it. Take care of yourself tomorrow yep. uh, and do it by being strong and disciplined today. Uh, Shane Stewart, thank you so much for, for your advice and your time here on the air. Certified financial planner with DMBA, expert on all things. Grateful for you for your time. Thanks. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a break here in a moment. And when we return, uh, one last segment on money. This is fascinating, uh, and it has to do with the $100 bill. Yeah, the the $100 bill. We've talked in the past about, uh, you know, like uh, decirculating pennies or even getting rid of the $1 bill. Uh, But what about the $100 bill? Yeah, there is a strong argument to be made uh, as to why we should kill the $100 bill. We'll get into that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon.